Hey everybody, this is Super Vegan Brian recording a new intro from the future because this episode was a very special episode. We recorded it live. We met at the first Hemet Comic Con in Southern California and it blew away our expectations. This was our very, very first live show, so please excuse the audio as there is mic bumps on occasion and sometimes we talk to the audience without clarifying what they say, so you can't really hear what they're talking about. Sorry about that. Lessons learned for next time. As usual, Nerd Podcast Radio is brought to you by our patrons. To support us for as little as a dollar a month, go to patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. For a buck, it's a quarter an episode. We also share bonus content on our Patreon page every week. Bonus episodes. Um, we give the new episodes a little earlier to patrons. We do all sorts of cool stuff. If you would like to contact us, you can do so. Blech. Well, let me say that again. If you would like to contact us, you can do that at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerdpodcastradio, Twitter, you reach us at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdCasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and at NerdCastRadio. Email is similar, brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, and erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. I actually got that right the first time. Anthony still does not have an email address. You can also find us on Instagram at NerdPodcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy this first live show. We had a lot of fun doing it. I hope you have just as much fun listening to it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to our new show, Nerd Podcast Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me is Hindu Anthony. No, he's not here. Oh, well, Super Vegan Brian. Hello, nurse! And, of course, Daniel the Music Man Cross. How we doing? And this is Nerd Podcast Radio. And we are live, people! We are at the Hemet Library at the Hemet Comic Con. Woo! Yay! How we doing? All right. All right. Oh my gosh, we, we are recording a live show. And we didn't and prepare for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> we being we being Daniel and Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah, he caught us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally just looking at the, the sheet now that tells us. So you guys talk while I kind of figure out what, what yeah. I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we're here today at the Him and Mini Comic Con. And honestly, it's a really nice con. You know, this is the first time it's going on. Organized by a friend of the podcast. Um, Sir, Sir Brandon Noel. Yeah, Sir Brandon Noel, he organized this. He, he was approached a few months ago to set it up. He asked us if we wanted to come down and do a live show, and I gotta say, we had no problem saying yes. We are joined by one of our longtime friends and contributor to our show. He actually made our theme song for the show, Mr. Daniel Cross. How are you doing this morning? How are we doing? How are we doing? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We have a line in Daniel's contract that he's only allowed to be on episodes when we're doing experimental recording methods. That's right. <laughs> uh, the well, last time you were on, we were trying to do two mics on one computer thing, and it, it came out pretty bad. We're hoping yep. for no echo this time. No <laughs> echo. You know, I just I just have to uh, I just have to have the, the crap yet. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you are a musician. Are you in a band? Yes, uh, Two Bit Pistol, name of my band. We actually have a show tonight. Well, it, uh, tonight is tonight. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be like now. But <laughs> this episode will go live for the people who aren't here on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now, it is Saturday on some date. I don't know dates. What is calendar? Today the is the 13th. 13th. Um, it, today yeah. is the 13th, and Daniel is playing at 
uh, uh, Brew Rebellion in Banning. Uh, it's going to be a constant show there. Hopefully uh, every other weekend be up there. Check us out. What kind of music do you play? We play like uh, Southern Blues Rock. Uh, all original stuff. So you can check it out on... Uh, he had uh, me at Southern Blues Rock. Oh, well, <laughs> come check us out. Well, you're also somebody, when I said Stevie Ray Vaughan, you were like, my God, yes. Yeah, he was. Oh, bad. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are at the public library this morning, so we have to, let's say, put a, a different wavelength of thought on our language. Yeah. You know, speaking of public library, that's why our second, our last occasional host is not here. Her name is Kirstie Smurf Erica, and of course, yeah, you can tell by the name why she's not here in a library. But listeners, if you hear the word quack this morning, you know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a quack up. Oh, and we got more people coming to yeah, see us. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, we have a great topic. What are we talking about? We're actually going to be talking about, you know, small cons, startup cons, if you will, uh, like the one here in Himmet, and, you know, the pluses, the advantages, maybe some of the disadvantages, but all around, what makes them really enjoyable and the big differences between the big cons aside from size. But, but first... But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? Brian, let's describe the live version of this. All right, What's Nerdy With You? The way we play this is each host is going to share the nerdiest thing that they did that week. But normally, we vote ourselves, but instead, we're going to have you guys <laughs> vote by applause for who had the nerdiest thing, and then you'll all decide that I win. <laughs> Brian's a bit of a ringer because he does nerdy things every day of his life. He um, has backlogs. But since um, Daniel is our guest this morning, Daniel, what was nerdy with you this week? Oh, yes. Yeah, so um, I fixed a sword. Yes. It was a battle-ready sword that I had bought, and it had broke in the garage. It just completely fell over, and the pommel popped off. And I stayed. It was a $400 sword. I was really upset. So upset that like I didn't even look at it. It just stayed in the back of my closet for years. And then one day, I, I was looking at it, and I go, you know what? I bet you I can fix this. And so I pulled it out, and woodwork, and some metalwork, and some filing, peening the handle down. And guess what? It's fixed. It's fixed! <laughs> I took that thing out and beat the... Uh, snot, thank you. Beat the snot out of some uh, some t tires and some wood and all kinds of stuff. It was fun. I had a blast. How many swords do you have? Uh, you're going to make me count? <laughs> yeah, that rough estimate. Rough estimate. Yeah, I'm trying to help you out five, here. I want to give the audience got, like, an idea. five battle-ready swords. Yeah. How many not battle-ready swords? Like three not ready swords. And then weapons on top of that? Not, not guns, but weapons. Oh, weaponry. like 15... 30, somewhere in there. So <laughs> you have a little bit of a problem. No, I wouldn't say no, it's I a wouldn't problem. call it a problem. <laughs> I would not call this a problem. <laughs> it's a hobby. It's a hobby. <laughs> He's, so, hey, there's, like, we've always said since we started the show, there's different kinds of nerdy. Oh, <laughs> it's an awesome man cave. I got a hat rack that's just full of swords. <laughs> um, Why don't you let me go to his house? <laughs> I'm going to break the order on this outline I have written out. I'm supposed to next. But Michael's going next. What was you this nerdy with you this week, Michael? Nothing super special. Uh, Did you out... buy a hat? No. Thanks for telling the inside joke that I'm sure no one gets. That's okay. Normally, that's what you do. <laughs> I hope I bought it with ghost nickels. So a while back. <laughs> so a while back, we have a episode where we all sure we did that week. And Michael goes, I, I went to Disneyland. I went to the hat shop and I bought a hat. It's nice. <laughs> so from then on forth. 
every nurse, hey, did you buy a hat this What kind of hat was it? <laughs> I didn't buy a hat. Is this the hat you bought the no, day this that was you were a doing the nerdy thing? No, this was part of my wife's 12 <laughs> days of Christmas. This was part of day five. I got five hats. So Don't make fun of him. I buy hats too. I love hats. I'm a hat collector. You're awesome, man. That's one of my collections. <laughs> no, th this week I didn't do anything super special. Uh, out, well, that wasn't super special to somebody besides me or maybe Brian. I just um, started working on making two new Pathfinder characters. Uh, one you know about, because I've talked to you about wanting to do it for a while. It's my sorcerer that's a parody for Sophia the First. So what exactly is Pathfinder first off? Because I know Oh, that. yes. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Pathfinder is a tabletop D&D-style uh, role-play game. Uh, played, you know, just like almost just like D&D, they've run on modified 3.75 rules. It's 3.5 rules modified to be 3.75. Thank you. Why aren't you I explaining always... what it is? You know more about yeah, it. Yeah, you were a venture <laughs> lieutenant. Come on. You're making I'm, a... I'm not the host of the podcast. <laughs> I am the producer of the podcast. Do what I Fine. tell you to. <laughs> Fine. No, no, no. Wait. I'm the host? Fine. As the host, I'm be like, let's turn it over to our Pathfinder expert. Brian, what is Pathfinder? Pathfinder is a tabletop role-playing game similar to Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> that's I exactly think that's what you work. just said. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the redundancy part of the show, everybody. <laughs> But no, yeah, so I created uh, two Pathfinder, I'm working on work by creating two Pathfinder characters. One is one I already told you about. Um, it's a, a parody on a Sophia the First character, uh, the, the, the royal wizard. I don't know if anybody's ever actually no seen Sophia the First. It's a Disney show for kids. You don't have a little girl. Oh, okay. you don't. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have a daughter. <laughs> I don't have a little girl. <laughs> but then again, you know what? I have a niece. I know who Sophia the First I is. I probably would have watched the show without my daughter anyway because I really like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have a they have a royal sorcerer, and I, I really liked his character and how he is, and I'm making a character based on him who he tries to be evil, but he always ends up doing the right thing. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So, like, anytime they go to go on a quest, he's well, he, what their core their core is always going to be something he's going to try and use to take over the world, but he ends up being a good guy about it. So, and then the other one is... Uh, a dwarf musket master. Okay, so this he, sounds pretty nerdy. So he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a dwarf and fell in love with the with a he fixed the guy's musket one time and now he's gonna he built his own and now he is a musket master. You buried the lead. You're making a dwarf with a giant gun. <laughs> I'm making a little dwarf with a giant gun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm actually he's actually the one giving the trouble because I I don't know if I want to go a regular gunslinger class or the archetype for musket. Okay. So because the musket master gets better aiming if you go straight hit, but if you go gunslinger you get dead shot might okay. i make a suggestion no <laughs> <laughs> daniel made a gunslinger once and he wasn't happy but i hate gunslingers mostly because what? of his home rules what are your no home rules? you were playing in society his home you rules. didn't play a gunslinger i did i did my, my society gunslinger that i have john books i know it's a john wayne character he's my favorite guy he i i created a goblin boss and made two other guys leave don't get me wrong Gunslingers are cool. The problem is, you're in a dungeon, you pull the trigger, and it pulls every single monster in that dungeon at Boom! you. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, not you're... a house rule. <laughs> <laughs> if you have, okay, that's why you don't, that's why the moment you have enough gold, you get away from the single barrel pistol and you get a pepper box. And then you get one of the feats to where you can do a swift reload. That way it's a move action to load. And you're useless until you're level five and you can get that all Get that a stuff. sword. That's why I bought <laughs> a long you're, sword. you're gift. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing is part of the fun. <laughs> I think it's my turn. So, Brian, what's nerdy with you? All right, I have to stand up. All right, so I knew we were going to do this. No, don't pick it up. It'll make I'm not, I'm not. But I know how to do this. So I went on Amazon, and I got, I got something myself. This is the unboxing part. So I went on Amazon. I really 
wanted to get this. So in Marvel this, Comics this right is now, a Gwenpool. In case you didn't know, yeah, it's a yeah. Pop in figure. Marvel For Comics at home. right now, there is a character named Gwenpool, and I got a Gwenpool pop figure. Um, but the Gwenpool pop figure is an add-on item on Amazon. An add-on item, if you don't know what that is, <laughs> is like three dollars. But you have to spend twenty-five bucks to get it. So I started to think, what else could I get? So. By the way, he has a thing for Gwenpool right now. He I got another more than Gwenpool pop figure. <laughs> I got the mystery tube. Have you opened it yet? No. Uh, I have not. Ooh. That will now be I'm open worried. live on the show. Woo! Um, I got the Teldere campaign setting. What? Um, if you don't know what this is, this is the campaign setting used in the YouTube show Critical Role, no, which what? Michael is wearing a shirt for. <laughs> Oh my god. No, you, you, I can't say things to you right now. I got an adolescent Groot. This is why it's dangerous for Brian to get. <laughs> I got a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Pre toasted. Pre toasted. No, post toasted. Yeah, post toasted. I got a Legendary Encounters game. That sounds fun. How much might. Enough to get two Gwynfuls. <laughs> I got a Geek Mug. It says Eek on it, but the, the G is the handle. Oh my gosh. Um, I also have some posters that they gave me for the con. Some 8-bit sunglasses. Nobody gets awesome. The best Kylo Ren in the world. Now everybody take a look at this. You push the top of his head. And his facial expressions change. Wait a minute. Now, alright. Emo. A little bit more emo. Emoist. <laughs> so, now, you think I got all this stuff for me, but I actually got it all for you because I cheated this game. Um, so what I'm, I'm gonna looking do, at certain people in the group for the uh, Taldore guide. You know who you are. Um, well, first off, the Taldore guide is off limits because it is a gift to Michael. What? <laughs> Show's on uh, pause for just a second. Oh, oh. That's manly love right there. My spine shattering is on the audio. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and the mystery tube goes to Daniel. Oh, hey, look Save at that. Save that to open that Ooh. up a little bit. Okay, I can't open it yet, yeah. so you'll have to wait to see. Um, you're going to have to hold on to this, Daniel, because I'm going to end up reading it during One the show. One of these is mine, because I went through all this in order to get it. That doesn't mean we don't love you guys. And um, so we'll start with Gwenpool, and we're going to ask a little trivia question of the audience. Um, all right, the way we're going to do this is I, I'm just going to look for a hand raised, and... Michael is going to pay attention. I'm going to ask the question. Whoever raises their hand for gets to answer. If we don't get it, we'll go on to the next question. Because that's just way too much responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And Daniel's going to look pretty. I'm just going to look so pretty. Then you can give it to somebody. Then don't answer the question. Then don't answer the question. All right. He has a 15-foot tongue, spits gobs of gook, and can leap farther than he can see. Name this member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. That is Tone. I'm not going to throw it. <laughs> I'm just going to put it right here so you can grab it. <laughs> That's something somebody's running with. Um, and we have Groot next. In Spider-Man 2, that is impossible. <laughs> I think you should ask it. In Spider-Man 2, what perfume brand uses Mary Jane Watson on their billboard? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you have until somebody raises their hand. No. Um, Next question. New question. Um, which which superhero um, ha real identity is Wade Wilson? Have a group. Have a group. All right, we're doing the geek mug now. Whose superpowers include destiny control, intangibility, and radiation beams? 
whose superpowers include destiny control, intangibility, and radiation beam. Vision is right! What? All right! I just saw this. Okay. Um, I Next think, one. Do we have time for more? Yeah. Um, let's do Kylo, because I think there's some demand for Kylo. Kylo's amazing. A lot of people love Kylo. Better not pick an easy one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Ne oh, I'm gonna ask a Star Wars question, it's Kylo. Yeah. yeah ask a Star Wars question. Okay, uh, what uh, planet is Chewbacca's... What is it? There you are correct! <laughs> Come on up! Come claim your Kylo! <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the corner of the table here and you can just grab it. There you go. Who All wants right. the toasty safe Do we have a Ghostbusters trivia question? Uh, oh. we could. What is the name... Um, what is the name of the book that they get all their paranormal information from in the original Ghostbusters? It's a good one! Come on! You are yes. correct! <laughs> I was about to say, my it's my father-in-law's last name. And For we, once, it pays off to be a nerd. <laughs> and we got, I'm going to do the last one. Um, I, these little things, um, everybody who wants them, the first person to come up at the end of the show, we got some. Um, so, so for the full Legendary Encounters game, I'm sorry. Um, the dead time is them going through the questions yeah. and picking the correct one. <laughs> yeah. Name the Marvel movie with a tagline that read, Unleash the Hero Within. Hmm? Say it again. It is! It is! Yeah. Come claim your prize. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, so, Daniel, open the mystery. Okay. What's, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Don't even, no. <laughs> For those who don't know, Daniel has a terrible fear of snakes. So that's not funny. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious to us. Have you ever seen that scene in Kill Bill with the mamba? What? <laughs> totally unrelated. We've got paper. Papers. Papers. Okay, so we've got a Deadpool Boba Fett print. Print. That's actually really Thank you very much for your purchase. We hope that you like our product. Don't read that. They wrote it. Another oh, there it is. Deadpool. It's the Fat Man fighting Wade Wilson. Isn't that awesome? And I don't know if I showed you this one. I just kind of threw it. And then this lovely yes. blank piece packing of Packing material, yeah. everybody. Let's have it for packing material. And let's not forget the all-important, the tube made from nice corrugated cardboard, you know, white paint on the outside, hollow inside, plastic in tops. This is high quality. Give me that. <laughs> and then you guys can go do the rest of the show while I read the campaign setting. <laughs> no, no, no. So but, uh, we are here to talk about small conventions this morning on our on our show. Oh wait, we still need to vote. Oh, we're doing. Oh, that. we need to vote. Yeah. I okay. just assumed I would let's win. Let's just let's just save the time, I everybody. Gave out stuff. Hey, everybody like Brian's nerdy thing. Woo! Don't be convinced by his bribing you though. <laughs> uh, do we have it for Michael? For Mike. For Michael. And Daniel. Fixing a sword. That's right. Yeah, Brian, you win. You win. Yes. <laughs> the gifts win. Cheat, boys and girls. Cheating pays off. <laughs> Doesn't that count as a vote for yourself, giving everybody gifts? It's called paying for the win, I guess. <laughs> You're a terrible person. <laughs> Shut the quack up, Michael. <laughs> so, but yeah, like you were saying. We're talking about small conventions today on top of like startups and just you know they're they're different they're different outside of you know the large conventions where you see like A-list hall celebrities and they drop new movie trailers and all the pan all the tons of panels I guess aside from aside from like ones we're here at today where they're smaller but I don't know they they seem to have a really nice 
feel to them. You get, you actually feel like you get to talk to more people and get to know people a little bit better. Also, I will. Me and Daniel were talking about this before the show. The him at Comic Con has something that I guarantee I've never seen at another con or will ever see at another con. A what mammoth skull. A mammoth skull. We have one sitting over in the side there. Take that, San Diego. We practice saying it at the same time. What, what are you guys? What is up with you? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> you, you expect us to remember after all this awesomeness? Yeah, you are at a con with a skull of a prehistoric animal. Um, what we we have? We are joined. So at a small con, we got some interesting things. It's not just comic book stuff, even though SoCal Games and Comics from Temecula is here. Woo, SoCal Games and Comics! Love them so much, they're amazing. We we also have SDB Stack Deck Press, which is a fantastic comic company. I actually found out about them at um, Palm Springs Comic Con last year. Um, they focus on diversity in comics and um, LGBTQ cre creators. Uh, we also have the Hemet Theater with their giant um, movie poster collection. So yeah. if you like a movie, he probably has it. I like movies. Um, <laughs> what? What? Else? I love movies. <laughs> what? What have you run into that you've you've been you've that's stricken your interest this morning? There was one thing I know. What? Okay. Oh, the belly dancers. There you go. <laughs> we have <laughs> the the dancing belly is here this morning. Yeah. That is actually the name of the belly dancers. The Hemet belly dancers. That's the that's the room that Nancy... Oh, nice! That I get to see at the Hemet Christmas Parade every year. We are at a comic book convention with belly dancers. Take that, San Diego! <laughs> <laughs> we see your A-list stars and raise you a mammoth skull and belly dancers. Your move. We have um, some fantastic artists. We have Wayne Abraham, uh, Destiny Comics, Yep. Um, Murray Brothers Creative, Russ F., um, we also have Carla Aguirre, a new artist who has her first con. You can check her out at facebook.com, Neurotic Crow. That one, that handle sounds very familiar to me. And uh, you're thinking of um, Comic Story and Infected Crow. Ah. Uh, yeah, I thought of that too. And Jerry Westerson, who does um, a really cool um, book that I'm definitely going to read because I watched an awesome trailer for it, The Book of the Hidden. <laughs> um, so, what else about small cons? I, I, they're intimate. I like that. I like, like I was saying earlier, yeah. it's a more intimate feel. Um, you honestly get to meet more people. Like the vendors don't feel like they're they're trying to push you aside. You know, they try and make more more profit run. You get to sit there and actually talk to them, you hear about them, meet them. I can say, you know, we were sitting, we actually had got a vending table, a vendors table for today before the show, and I think we're supposed to be there after the show too for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we we found out that we have a vending table at the con yesterday. <laughs> that was a that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> um, we also have the the Southern California Ghostbusters are here, and that's actually one of the pros about small cons. So yeah. I've been to larger cons where they're at, and you show up, you look at their props, and you're shuffled on to the next thing. Here, you can actually ask them about their stuff. You can be at the small con and talk. It's amazing. I literally walked up to the guy and was like, "This is awesome. What does it do?" And he gave me like a 15 minute demo of all its awesomeness. Like, and I was just like, "This is great. This is." He played the, the 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 proton pack. Played the Ghostbuster theme song. It did the whole lights and the sound. It was cool. Now I'm gonna break topic for a little bit and tell a little story about Daniel that happened this morning. So we show up, and Daniel goes, "Hey, the Ghostbusters here. Hold on, I have to go to him and thank him for saving New York City twice." <laughs> <laughs> and then he did it, and he said, "You're welcome." And then he did it. <laughs> Did you see their car? You would have won nerdy things if you used that. Yeah, if you had won that, if you did that, you would have won. <laughs> yeah. But did you see their, the, their ecto, their ecto outside? 
they, they, they've come into the yes. new they've come into the new century they've they've really just pushed up their their quality they drive an ectoflex it's, I, I miss the lights on top though i do if they had lights on top so I'd, be, I'd be like yeah, yeah. no nuclear generator on top though it seems kind of a smart idea it was a bit rash, yeah, to do that. I would say yes, but it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the what are the some of the cons to small con? Cons to um, food. There's no yeah. food here. Like, yeah, there, there's there's well, no. Well, we got food the Hemet Farmers Market right outside, so you got local food, and then you got the, you if got you, the Harbor Deli. Vegan. <laughs> there is. There are no vegan options for super vegan Brian around here. I have a little pink lunchbox under our vendor table with bananas in it. It's literally it's probably pink. gone by now. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, shame in his game. Nope. <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> I heard they're trying to get food trucks out here. Though. Yeah. That would yeah. be good. That'd be good. Um, I would say you go through it really quick. You go through the con really quick. You you walk the floor very fast. You find yourself double doubling back on certain certain vendors or anything pretty early in the day. Pro about that though, see stuff that you. That's true. You have more time to go through and. The product probably doesn't move as fast, so you have a second chance at that missed golden item. Especially if, if like a vendor is slammed with product. I mean, just oh, yeah. walls, floors, stuff. Plus, there's probably a good chance of making a deal. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm Very not good selling chance. it to go. Oh, as yeah. Long as make something to get to. I don't want to go home and jam. Or the full car. Yeah. Full cars. I don't want to pack this. <laughs> I've known a lot of guys that do cons and they hate packing unsold products. Yeah. Oh, hey. My, uh, my, my wife, the jewelry. Yeah. At, at small oh, yeah, the, yeah. Daniel's wife does uh, steampunk uh, inspired jewelry. Amber uh, Eilie Steamcraft. Yep. I was about to ask him to, to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> and she makes her own little jewelry out of watches and all kinds of stuff. And we'll go and do a convention. A convention. It's like, you know, okay, the display, everything's out, great. And at the end of the con, after two or three days, man, I gotta pack all this now? Like, why couldn't you have sold more, woman? <laughs> <laughs> My head, my price is set. There's right. your first mistake. Right? <laughs> from from a vendor perspective or from a coordinator perspective, I think the worst part about any convention, big or small, is packing up at the end. Yeah. I, I think many people could agree. Because anybody hates packing. From a guy who's moved as many times in my life, I hate packing. Um, what... So what are some of the cons you do? I don't know if everyone is familiar with, like in, in Southern California, we have tons of small conventions. What California's are some of the ones you've been crazy. to? My, I mean, Michael? Anthony. No. I mean... <laughs> He's not you. here. Michael you. Anthony, you. That's my name now. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, there is one at the Paris, which is coming back around here in the next. It's uh, the Carnival, Steampunk Carnival? It's the Iron Horse. It's called Iron Steampunk Horse. Steampunk Iron Horse. Yeah, yeah. I've um, always wanted to go to that one. It's really cool. I really like that one because of the camping, okay? I'm a big, you know, so I, love, I camping. love camping. And they don't have any place to stay, so if you're vending... There, there's a little hobo station area that you know, and it looks like a whatnot. But you literally just pull up a tent and you camp, and and, it, and after everybody leaves at five o'clock, all the vendors we just get together, start a bonfire, bust out the guitar, have some drinks all night. I'm long. going with him. Yeah, it's great. He has tried me to get to. He's tried to get he's me to tried go. You? He's tried you. He has no, he tried hasn't. me to get me to go. <laughs> he has tried to get me to go a few times, but the camping aspect of it is like. I do not want to have to bring an entire weekend worth of food because I'm not going to be able to eat or drink anything anyone brings. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you bring your food anywhere you go anyway. Um, it's not like we're far from anywhere. We're far from everywhere. Not there. Literally, it's a five-minute drive. It's you Paris. Just, yeah. Like I mean, it's Paris. I, so as a, as a podcast, we actually all went to um, San Diego WhoCon just recently. That was small. And if you're a Doctor Who fan... There's basically one convention called Gallifrey One, and it's like the Comic-Con of Doctor Who. So this is a big con the big negative to a big convention. They start selling the tickets in the summer, 
the convention is in February. The tickets are sold out five minutes after the website goes live. Oh, we're here on the Ghostbusters. I know, I can't even think right now because it's about to start playing the Ghostbusters song. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. That's right. Yeah, so um, I we found out about San Diego Hukon from a band called the Velveteen Band that had been on our podcast before. I found him. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel finds everybody. Oh, by the way, thank you for that. You're welcome. Captain McDan. I don't I know that's not his name. Yes, but it is. that is his name. It is his official name. Captain is, McDan. Yeah, there's he's not getting out of that. Captain McDan is one of the greatest guys I've I've met. He's awesome. So for yeah. those of you who don't know, it's a band. The lead the lead guy dresses like a flown rabbit with the big helmet and the ears and they play guitar and trumpet. Man, and he shreds. He dresses oh. like a rabbit? I thought he was, actually was an anthropomorphic bunny. Yes. That that no, is He's that a is bunny. He's a bunny. Yes. Baron von Belvetine is yes. his name. Um, and they are amazing. The lead singers in the group are puppets. Yeah, yeah. Pu- they're, hand puppets. They're hand puppets. It's awesome. Yeah. And one so they'll and one of the hand puppets sings death metal. <laughs> but the song is a ska song. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, they so um, we found out about that con from them. We went to San Diego Hukon. It's it's a little bit bigger than this con, but it was still small. And boy, it was fantastic. I mean, I got to meet actors from Doctor Who and actually sit and talk with them for a while. And they're not rushing you to leave because they're bored. And it's fantastic. I just... I liked the panels they had at that one. They were really nice. Uh, my favorite panel was sorting each one of the doctors into a Harry Potter house, into a Hogwarts house. And they opened it up to debate after each doctor. Like, they're like, they're going to be in this house. Who agrees, disagrees? And there were full-on debates at, from the audience about this. It was one of the greatest experiences I've, I've had. They took it really seriously. And it was, like, real, like, talking about <laughs> philosophy and then the history of the characters and which Harry Potter house really did they fit in and then they had the audience kind of vote and throw out different ideas it was great it was fantastic and then the other great thing about a small con (laughs) is if you go to a panel at a small con the chances of being called up to participate are higher so you don't go to like hall h at comic con and hope of getting called up on stage it doesn't happen they yeah. probably already know who's coming up on stage before. You yeah. know what? Um, uh, that makes me a little bummed because I went with the convention to you guys, with you, and had to leave. Like, like I drove all the way down from Hammett to San Diego to go to this convention, walked in, walked around, and my wife was like, we have to go. <laughs> uh, like, well, she got sick. She got sick. Don't, got sick. Don't, don't be mean. Like, I'm not being mean. I'm just like, really? I just <laughs> drove like an hour and a half down here. Now you want me to go? Oh, yeah. I was all kind of That bummed. being said... <laughs> my wife was was a trooper. She enjoyed it. She liked the con. She's like, cons aren't... But afterwards, she was like, cons aren't my thing. I don't think I'm going to go to another one. But she stuck it out. She had a lot of fun. And when I told her your wife got sick, she goes, oh, no. She felt so bad for you guys. Yeah. No, it was fine. She got... Um, she didn't die. She got better. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, she didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> She's a trooper. She had a bed fight. <laughs> What, what's a what's a small steampunk convention like? Well, even a small steampunk convention is pretty cool. Uh, one of the there was a, the first steam mall. Talking to the mic. The first one that I went was the Iron Horse, and that was cool. But there was one that opened up in Vista, California, and the Vista. size of it was amazing. But it was its first year small, and they were people running it. And I just that was where I, actually where I met uh, the Velveteen because oh. they had this huge stage, and I actually performed there as well because the uh, canceled to step in. I was like I'll do it. 
Nice. So we went up there. So the next year, so oh, that'll be man. this year in April. I don't know. I got Which convention? Is, That's the uh, festival. In the Vista. festival of fools in Vista. Man, I would like to go to that one. So that one was cool. I really enjoyed. It. Again, that one is also camping. So you know, it's open till five or six, and they kick everybody out and use camp and the huge bonfires and have a good time. I, I mean, that's really what sells me at the camping. I'm like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, you make me this. I've always thought about going to a steampunk convention, and then you do you sell me on these things. No, they're cool. They're cool. Oh, I'd totally so you go. know, you got you got bands. You've got the vendors is real things. I'm obviously as you can tell from the show, I like to collect. So it's always cool to see doing these fake uh, fake uh, laser guns they make from, from piping and all. It's really cool to see them all light up and they make noises and whatnot. And, and pick them up and check them out, and then you get the price tag two hundred dollars. And then that. you gingerly set it back on the table <laughs> and back away, <laughs> back away, making sure none of it rubbed off on your hands. Yep, yep, yeah. Because you don't need somebody chasing after you. Buy my stuff. Right, right. <laughs> and the clothes. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of amalgamation. One vendor will be selling Renaissance. Like I don't even care. That's awesome. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's cool. So, I like that. I yeah. like I like I like shopping. I'm I'm pretty fond of shopping, so I I love going to. There's a vendor I actually really like. His name is the Brass Wardrobe, and he sells. He used to strictly leatherworking and the leather. Oh, I like and, that. Yeah, like and he that. does full arm like armor, uh, leather bracers. Who doesn't like leather armor? Right. Awesome. Right. <laughs> Um, so that is it for our topic. We're talking about small cons. We are not done. We are. Um, we would like anybody from the audience to ask any nerdy question we can start a conversation with, um, or just a question about the podcast. Anybody? Raise your hand if you have a question. Don't make this awkward, people. You know, somebody's got something. Something about pop culture, movies, comic book. It's awkward. Oh, yes, someone! The Rebels come through. You know, we just on, did an episode hold on, hold about on. Last Jedi. So, for those listeners, he asked. Oh, yeah, we need to repeat the question. Yeah. He can't hear anything. You're welcome, studio audience. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, he asked if there was any three things positive about The Last Jedi because of... Well, that's a great question. We just did an episode on Last Jedi where we where we only focused on the positive because we all loved it. We didn't have a negative yeah, opinion. Yeah, we... But we kind of took apart why people had issues. Yeah. But three so good let's things. just three, well, good, three things. good things. Taking turns. You start. I'll start. Um, spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it. Plug ears. Ah, la 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 Or walk away. Three, two, one. It's your own fault. Yep. Okay. Uh, they actually the puppet for Yoda. I thoroughly yes. enjoyed that. That was that the, was that a was massive a really plus for me. Yeah. I but thought it was handled really well too because yeah. they glowed it and. Yeah. Now, the Porgs were, some of them were puppets and some of them were CG, right? But I still, yeah. I mean, I didn't, the CG didn't make me think Dubak. It made me think, that's a Porg. Yeah. I, what about you? The destroying of the First Order fleet. Oh my god. The way they handled that. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. The, 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 the way how it got all quiet. Oh my gosh, they, I was so excited. They actually had all the sound just flood away, no sound. You could, the, the detail they actually used on the destruction of the Supreme Leader's Star Destroyer, and and just the, the all-around feel that it caused, like, you know, that you get that feeling of last-ditch hope, of not wanting to surrender. I, For me, that just brought a true feeling of Star Wars home for me in that movie, and I, I just really loved it. Uh, I know a lot of people complain, like, oh, I didn't hit any of the main characters. No, she aimed off center. Um, for me, you know the comedy was good. I liked it. I, I, I thought the milk thing was funny. Um, I really, really did, and it really, I mean, I thought throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder was a lot of fun. I thought having him cantankerous was a lot of fun. I liked the things that people didn't like. 
Um, I, yeah. lo- I loved the comedy that they put in it. The the uh, the, the, the darkish humor with a lot I, of the stuff he did. I really enjoyed it. I don't understand why people try to make Star Wars seem so serious when the first movie had a half hour of Laurel and Hardy droids. This is and, not. Yeah. This is not an exaggeration. That's the, what it was. The movie started with vaudeville, and it's like people th- take it so seriously. Like you can't have it be lighthearted, and it's like the first movies are lighthearted. Oh, very and, much so. And the first movies are, you know, forgive me for saying this, badly acted. <laughs> Bad acting has been a part of Star Wars since the beginning. Shame on you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the original trilogy, yes. A New Hope, yes. Empire Strikes Back. And, yeah. Yes. Well, you're not wrong. I mean... Especially in Return of the Jedi. Especially in Return of the Jedi. You're actually my sister. You know, that's my favorite <laughs> one, and I will throw Jared. <laughs> I'm with him. I picked that. It's my favorite too. It doesn't change I the pick, fact that it's my favorite. I don't uh, mind that the movies have. Well, I can't say it's it. an unpopular opinion now because you, we're all, we all agree. But I, I, I pick it over Empire. Mark Hamill, don't listen to him. You're awesome. All right. We love you, Mark Hamill. Please. No, Mark Hamill's acting was my number one positive about the Last Jedi. I was. Oh like, my gosh! I yes. had no idea he was a good actor. <laughs> all those years. Like, all those years playing the Joker paid off, I guess. Oh yeah. I, I kind of wanted to hear that Joker laugh when uh, right after he messed with her with the whole force thing. Yeah. Right? He's like, you feel that? You feel that? It's yeah. a force. It's a force. <laughs> I really wanted that to be it. We got time for one more question. No, 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 no go, go ahead. for go it, ahead. Kyle. Go for it. What All do right. we think of the current state of the DCEU? I uh, hate it. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a very... I've, I've, I have only seen one movie. I have oh, only no, seen man. Suicide Squad. Shame and on you. <laughs> Boy! No. So I'm like, I'm Was sorry. it bad? Um, I, 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 when Man of Steel was announced, um, and it didn't have any, I boycotted all That's because I, I love like Superman Return. Yeah. And I'm, you know. Oh, by what? the way, I'm still jealous that you got a picture with Michael Rosenbaum. That is my favorite Lex Luthor. What about you, DCEU, Daniel? So. I'm not a big DN. Careful with the table, the mics are up. I'm not a big, I've never been a fan. I, Sit down, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know. know, he is a Superman aficionado. Yeah, okay. So, but anyways, um, Suicide Squad, but. It hurt. I, I did love the, the Batman and the Dark Knight. I love that stuff. Uh, Wonder Woman was amazing. I thought that was great. It was um, a sin from the gods. Yeah. Um, but I have yet to see Justice because I'm just I'm like, I don't want it to suck. I want it to be great. So I, I'm just like, uh, I guess I'll run it. I haven't seen Wonder Man. Be- Wonder, Wonder Man? Man? Wonder Woman. <laughs> I haven't seen Wonder, Wonder Man. Man is I've never Marvel. Seen Wonder, Wonder Man, Man is not out yet. <laughs> Nathan Fillion is going to play Wonder Man, hopefully. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. That or he's got to play Captain Hammer again. Captain now, Hammer! For those of you that don't know, Wonder Man is awesome. He's in the Marvel comic universe. He the Wonder Man is my quack. He was a dude with real powers for a while, and then he became an android for a while, and he was a movie star while being a superhero. He's great. He's very obscure. A lot of people haven't heard of him, but he's awesome. And um, for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, there's a cutscene, and this was actually supposed to be in the scene, where they showed the character who's the actor who's Wonder Man on movie posters at a movie theater, and it was Nathan Fillion. And they were going to have him play, like, the movies were, like, Stark. And it looked like Steve Jobs' movie, but it was Stark. And stuff like that. It's just fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah. They, nice. But in the hype for the movie coming out, they showed the movie theater with the movie posters. And they showed the movie posters. And then you see the movie, and it's not in it. 
I need to go research that. But now. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. Shame. That's what I got back. Shame. 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 Ding. Ding. <laughs> ding. 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 So uh, I, I really, I'm not universe biased. So I do like DC and and Marvel. I like them both. Um, the current state of the of the DCU, it it hurts. Yeah. See, um, I don't need. They're good. trying to get. Yeah. They just got him, so I I guarantee there's going to be a turnaround. But it there it, they have such a mess and it hurts. I haven't seen Justice League yet. I'm not avoiding it. I just haven't had the chance. But I listen to you know the the, the Game Over Greggy podcast and their lead anchor uh, Greg Miller. He loves Superman. He's a big DC guy. He's like one of the only people I've ever seen fervently defending Super uh, Batman v Superman. And but he said something that makes me really want to see it, and and hopefully it's not just him rose-colored glassing it, is, you know, the last 20 minutes of that movie is supposed to be, like, the movie we deserve. And it makes me want to see it, and it really gives me, and if it's true that that's what it is, it gives me a lot of hope for the DCEU, and I really, really want this to turn around and do good, and I want them to be able to handle stories not just like Marvel, but similar, because there's so many good DC stories that could be adapted and played off of. But we don't need them because we have fantastic DC animated movies. They are good. They're That's amazing. This is true. I just saw Harley Quinn and Batman, and oh it's great. God. That one was amazing. Uh, that's one thing DC has done right consistently is their animated movies. They knock them out of the park have, all the have time. Have you seen Assault on Arkham? Yes. It's what that Suicide Squad awesome. should have been. Exactly. It was so good. I agree with you 100%. Can I say, I'm really upset. I love it. Yeah, but he's going to be on Legends. Yeah, yeah. but it's not the same. It's, it's the same guy. It's I know, the same it's, guy. It's not the same. Same accent. Come on. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I loved it when it, I don't know. Yeah, it was a good show. show. It was a very good show. That was a very good but show. We, we have great animated movies, and we have a great DC TV universe, the Arrowverse. We do not need good movies well, I'm, right I am now gonna say we this. we have good stuff. That's true. I am going to say this. I... I loved the Killing Joke that they what they did with it for the I movie. I didn't like the beginning part. It was uh, it was dumb. Uh, see, that's the thing. I mean, I know I'm in a minority because a lot of people did not like the didn't like the beginning. And I the, wasn't a lot of people offended felt, by it, but no, it was I mean, dumb. by no way was I. I know a lot of people just didn't care for it, but because you're a purist, I loved it. or because just... because it was a bunch of tacked on story <laughs> under the beginning of the Killing Joke. It was like unnecessary. It, it was unnecessary. It may have been unnecessary, but it didn't bother me. I enjoyed it. But how they handled the rest of it, and the fact that Mark Hamill actually did the voice for it, and then Kevin Conroy did the Batman voice. For me, that was my childhood coming back and growing with me. Michael just got really emotional right there. Are there any fans of Batman the Animated Series out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Sorry, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. As much as I loved, like, Bale, Keaton, Adam West, Conroy was the voice of my childhood Batman. I read a Batman comic, that's my Batman. Who's your favorite Batman from the... Oh, come back to me. <laughs> Who's your favorite? From the movies... I'm going to land on Bale because I, I, I liked how he handled it. <laughs> Throat Cancer Batman was a good Batman. <laughs> Keaton. Keaton? Keaton yeah. was a very good Batman. I loved his Batmobile. Okay. His right. Batmobile is my Batmobile. All right. Um, Val Kilmer. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty I enjoy, good. I enjoyed, his, I enjoyed his Batman. Yeah. Any Clooney's in the audience? Anybody a Clooney Batman fan? The door's over there. <laughs> the door's over there. Oh, you're saying Clooney should come oh, back? Oh, if as he was Beyond Batman, like the Beyond Batman, yeah, Bruce Wayne, that that Clooney should come no back as way. old Batman. No way, Kevin Keaton would be a much better. Michael old Keaton. Batman. Michael, yeah, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. George Keaton. Who's George Keaton? <laughs> <laughs> Diana well, you know. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> 
Buster Keaton? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing, you know, years ago I had a conversation with a good friend of mine named Justin. We were talking about if they did a live action Batman Beyond movie, who would be a good old grizzled Bruce Wayne? And to this day, I stand by this. I always said uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Clint Eastwood would be great. Yeah. As a because he he's got the frame of like an old grizzled yeah. beaten up warrior. I think he would play a great just yeah. sitting in front of a giant back computer. Come on. I'm sold. Awesome. I'm sold. All right. So we're we're running out of time. Um, so at the end of every episode, now this is going to go badly as most of my experimental ideas do, but let's have fun with it. <laughs> at the end of every episode, we have a little tradition where we like to describe a movie badly. Oh no. Now, I wanted to get the audience involved with this. But there's a chance none of us have seen the movie you picked. Let's hope to get lucky. Does anybody pick a relatively modern movie, optimally in pop culture, that we can describe badly? Hands, what do you got? Fifth, Fifth Element. Oh, we haven't done Fifth Element. That's How great. have we missed that one? Because Anthony's probably seen it. I doubt it. <laughs> there's something you should know about our uh, the host that isn't here. We call him Hindu Anthony. He... As being as much of a nerd as he is with all of us and falling into a lot of parts He's of pop culture. He's never seen a movie in his life. This guy, it's so hard <laughs> to get him to see movies. And there's movies that we're just like, this is totally you. And he's like, never seen it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He didn't so, see Labyrinth till like, what, six months ago? So the that movie described badly is like, yeah, he didn't see it till like six months ago. No, like three months ago. Three months, yeah. Um, so movie described badly is like, we're going to describe it like it's the back of a DVD color. Writ- cover, DVD written by cover? S- DVD cover. There written by somebody who didn't see the movie. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, okay. you want to take a crack at the fifth element? Okay. Girl with magic powers <laughs> saves the world with the help of a grizzled warrior from the future. John McClane. She gets help from John McClane. <laughs> with, with space orcs. I always thought they were space hobgoblins. Yeah, there you go. I like space orcs better. Um, it makes them seem a lot better. How does how does um, Ruby Rod fit in? And then the most annoying ver- voice in the world shows up. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you guys feel about Fifth Element? I, I loved it. That's one of my favorite movies it's of all time. One of my favorite ones. Loved it. I like that part when he was like 32. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I am a meat popsicle. Yeah. Um, send out your negotiator. That's yeah. one of my favorite parts. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Send out your negotiator. Gary Oldman is fantastic. That movie is what made me realize Gary Oldman can play a good villain. Yeah. So his his he's got accent on point. He can do accents like crazy. I, I think Fifth Element is one of those great movies that blends like traditional storytelling and does some new stuff at the same time that people hadn't really for. I, I liked how it took like the Joseph Campbell like heroes journey thing. And did it with like four different characters at the same time. I also like the really cool part that the bad guy and Bruce Willis never meet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they never. That's meet. something I didn't realize till like the fourth time yeah. I watched it. They're only they're they're basically both side characters in the main story because they never meet each other. They're not it. They they. And that's that's like a big expectation subversion. That doesn't happen in movies where and the they're barely in the same location at per, one the time. The main protagonist and the main antagonist never have contact. They, they yeah, they're barely they're barely in the same place at one time. The closest thing they have to contact is they steal his ship. Yeah. So um, grab your guitar. Oh. Uh, what did we talk about? What did we talk about today? Um, wrap us up. Today we talked about small cons. You know. And startup ones and the pros and cons to them against large cons and 
I just gotta say, this was actually a lot of fun. This is our first live episode, and I want to do more of these now because I guarantee this is addicting. Yeah, thank you, everybody. I liked for having an audience. Thank you, thank you everybody, it. for being here. You guys were awesome. Thank you for participating. Thanks for clapping. That way, people believe that somebody was actually here. <laughs> here, here. Here. <laughs> do it again. Yeah! Because <laughs> yeah, if you guys hadn't shown up, we were gonna make Daniel run through the rows clapping. <laughs> So, but yeah, thank you guys for showing. We had an awesome time. We had so much fun doing this. And, you know, I'm going to say, I really enjoy small cons. And this was great. I'm rambling a little he, bit. He rambles because he can't remember how to close this out. He does it every week. Keep going. All right, fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I'm special, Mikey. <laughs> one last time. This is this has been our small con episode, our live recording. And, you know, this I've been your host, Special Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> With me was, not Hindu Anthony, but... Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, everybody. Daniel, the Music Man Cross. Thank you. And this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Thanks for listening to our nerd, nerd show. Nerd, nerd Podcast, Podcast Radio. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, say goodbye, Daniel. Goodbye, Brian, Daniel. Brian, cut him off. Cut him off. <laughs>